You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, the Regional Transit Authority of Southeast Michigan kicks off its public comment period about its proposal to create a comprehensive, connected transit system across Metro Detroit. It's a crucial process to collect input from residents of the region who narrowly rejected the RTA's 2016 ballot proposal. The question is, will this time be any different? Joining me now to talk about the proposal, the campaign, and the likelihood of passage this year is Matt Webb. He is the COO of the Regional Transit Authority of Southeast Michigan. Matt, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh, Thank you. Good morning. Also with us is Megan Owens, who is the Executive Director of Transit Riders United and a frequent guest here on Detroit Today. Megan, welcome back to Detroit Today. Wonderful to be back. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, let's start with uh, let's start with you and uh, let, let's talk about how this proposal differs from what we had in 2016 and maybe why you think it might be more appealing to voters than what just narrowly failed in 2016. Sure. So going into the 2016 campaign, um, that was obviously the first um, foray into um, the master plan and for the Regional Transit Authority. Um, we're, we're an agency that's only you know six years old now, so um, that was our first shot, and um, a lot of lessons were learned. So coming out of uh, 2016, uh, many hours have gone into uh, evaluating what was good in that plan, uh, what needed improvement, and discussions, uh, especially with our region's leadership, um, have taken place um, across the last uh, six to eight months and really helped to shape uh, what this new vision looks like. And so uh, not only to have that input, but also taking the best out of two, 2016, adding some key components, more service over more areas, uh, more flexible funding, uh, for greater um, greater uh, service attributes, um, we really think that this plan has gone um, in a much improved direction, and we're looking forward to hearing the comments uh, from the public of uh, what, if anything, we missed or, or what else um, you know we need to consider. Yeah, well, I've heard people describe this plan uh, as spreading the peanut butter wider and thinner than the the 2016 proposal. Explain explain what that might mean. Well, the, the 2016 plan was uh, pretty capital intensive over, um, you know, large BRT projects along a couple of corridors. And the feedback that we heard was, um, you know, we as a region need core service amongst um, a greater portion of our region connecting more communities and less with you know one or two um, big major capital projects. Right. And so this plan does do that. We provide uh, 15 routes, um, not only north-south options, which were provided before, mm-hmm. uh, but also a lot of east-west connections, uh, connecting um, the communities in uh, Macomb and Oakland, east to west, um, Washtenaw and Wayne, east to west. And so um, that's one of the things that this plan um, does, um, and it does provide, you know, the peanut butter effect. That's, (laughs) you know, certainly uh, maybe an accurate way, 
but it's, it's frankly um, what we heard from the region's leadership that is needed. Yeah. You know, the, the existing transit providers, um, they're doing the best they have with the resources that are provided to them, but it's simply not enough. And so um, this plan looks to provide, and the foundation is built on uh, providing additional resources to our providers, DDOT, SMART, uh, the ride, so that they can do more of the great services that they are providing today. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Megan, uh, talk about the idea uh, of of sort of changing and moving away from the things that we sort of had in that plan in 2016. Is that is that giving up too much in terms of the transit goals we ought to have as a region in order to get people to vote for it? In other words, are we we selling off, I guess, too much of that that core service that we still desperately really need here? I certainly have heard some uh, concern, some feedback that their disappointment that rapid transit wouldn't wouldn't be uh, a first priority in this plan, mm-hmm. but it still has most of the, the critical components that we need. It still has the commuter train between Detroit and Ann Arbor so we can finally connect these two vibrant communities. It still has the airport express service that would make it uh, so much easier for people to get uh, to pick up family from the from the airport or to get to the airport quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. It still has makes it easier for people to get to jobs if they can't drive or even just to get down to the ball game uh, if you don't want to drive. And it addresses some of the complaints and concerns that we had heard from the last time about uh, not putting enough into new technology. Well, this does have pilots for how do you how does transit most effectively work with Uber or with autonomous vehicles? We this plan allows this region to be uh, the forefront of how that's going to happen mm-hmm. and it allows every single township to have funds and support to provide their local needs. So no one in this region no community in this region does not have direct benefit. It's being left out of this Yeah, point, so right? even if some of the rapid transit elements may have to come a little more slowly, if it's something that there's still a lot in this plan that is very much worth supporting, and it's a critical step forward uh, for improving transit in our region. Yeah, Part of the reason I ask that is uh, that, for instance, I, I, I hear some criticism sometimes of projects like the Q line, for instance, right? So that takes a really long time to build. It costs a lot of money, even though most of the money came from uh, private interests. And it runs 3.3 miles up and down Woodward. And since it's debuted, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's being used. There's no question. I live downtown and I see it all the time. There's people on it. But it's not being used to the extent that that you would like to see it used or uh, to the extent that it would probably be used if it went further. I mean, if it went up to eight mile or up to, you know, God forbid, 15 or <laughs> or, or 16 mile road, uh, you know, you'd see a lot of people on it. And I, and I always wonder if by by doing things like that. And I was a big fan of building the queue line because I think we need wins. Right. I think we need transit wins no matter how large or small they are, but I wonder if if that if that erodes people's belief in the idea of transit. In other words, that that uh, see, we spent all that money, we we waited all that time, and look what we got for it. It's not there's it's not al- something that I use. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people who want to who want to poke at a project. 
But I think it's the the queue line's great in a couple of reasons. One, it has demonstrated to a lot of people uh, that transit's possible. A lot of people who would never have imagined ever using public transit are getting on it and enjoying it mm-hmm. and saying, oh, wow, this 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 is cool. OK, maybe it's not as fast as I would want. Maybe it's not as frequent. Uh, but that also demonstrates why it's important uh, to have that frequency of service. So that's why one of the centerpieces of the RTA's plan, uh, this newly proposed plan, is to have 15 different routes across the region that run at least every 15 minutes. Uh, so Pete, we, we found with the queue line, people don't want to have to wait uh, mm-hmm. longer than uh, than a short time. So if you have a high frequency bus transit, that again starts to address some of the, the barriers to, to transit that to we've seen. Transit. Yeah. Yeah. So the queue line provides a little bit of that, that lesson of what makes transit succeed or, or not. Yeah. The, Go the, ahead. Um, the Matt. other thing the queue line did for our region is um, it's been a long time since our region delivered a capital project. And so the original 2016 plan uh, assumed a lot of uh, federal funding for these large capital projects. The queue line allowed our region to build some institutional capacity with our funding partners um, at the federal government. Um, so that's a win for us. But then also um, this plan reduces the need for uh, federal investment and we shift that more to uh, local and state funding sources. Mm-hmm. And so we reduce some of that risk, but at the same time we've demonstrated that we can build and operate um, a, a you know modern transit system. Right. Right. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Matt Webb. He's the COO of the Regional Transit Authority here in Southeast Michigan. Also here is Megan Owens, the Executive Director of Transportation Riders United. I think I called it Transit Riders United when I introduced you the first time. Uh, we're talking about uh, transit here in Southeast Michigan and the possibility that we will get another crack at a regional transit plan being approved by voters in November of 2018. Uh, Give us a call. Tell us what you think about the idea of going after this question again in November. Would you vote for or against it and why? And what kind of transit services would you use and or would be willing to pay for in more taxes to help create uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. It's 313-577-1019. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take more of your calls and talk more about transit here in southeast Michigan. Stay with us. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Matt Webb. He's the COO of the Regional Transit Authority of Southeast Michigan. Also, here is Megan Owens. She is the Executive Director of Transportation Riders United. We're talking about uh, transit here in Southeast Michigan, the possibility that we'll have another ballot initiative in the fall. Also, there are a number of community meetings scheduled to get your input about these plans. They start tomorrow, Wednesday, April 25th in South Oakland County at the Baldwin Public Library, and they continue through next Thursday, May 3rd. Uh, Detroit, Wayne County, Washtenaw, North Oakland, Macomb, there will be meetings everywhere. We will have those meetings on our 
Facebook page, uh, and you can also go to the webpage of the Regional Transit Authority to find out where and when those meetings take place. If you want to join the conversation, talk to us about why you will or will not be in favor of voting for a transit plan this fall, uh, give us a call, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Irene in Garden City. Welcome to Detroit Today, Irene. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, the reason why I'm calling is that I know that Smart Transportation and DOT split a funding pot that, you know, so I want to know how they're going to come into play on that. And then on the millages, if you put one millage that Smart Transportation has and then you guys have a millage, how is that going to fall out? So if it doesn't pass in one area for Smart, then does that mean that's a lack of transportation, like for the suburbs that have small senior uh transportation and people that are disabled transportation is mm. they going to eliminate their service if this thing comes through yeah uh great questions irene i hear a lot of people asking similar questions about ddot and smart and their roles uh in in conjunction with the the rta especially if this passes in terms of the taxes uh, matt i'll give you a first crack at answering that sure so the fundamental um foundation of the current plan and this vision uh, is built on the existing service uh, provided by SMART, uh, DDOT, and the RIDE. Um, and so we are not proposing to take away any of the uh, services that they provide today. Rather, this new plan supplements um, those services. And so the existing funding sources, for example, SMART, um, their millage renewal coming up later this year, that would continue on. This uh, millage would be uh, above and beyond that, and again, uh, would provide more frequent service uh, across greater portions of our region, connecting more communities, um, and you know, providing some of these other benefits um, that Megan mentioned as well. Um, the paratransit is an issue that you know crosses uh, all county lines and boundaries, and uh, frankly, as we as a region, actually as a state as well, are, we're aging in population. And so, you know, some of those services um, for paratransit, you know, that demand and need is going to continue to grow. So this program provides up to $70 million of flexible funds annually that can help supplement um, those, you know, emerging needs um, that are happening in our, in our region. So certainly supplemental, we're not looking to replace uh, any of the, the great services provided by the existing providers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's go to David in Detroit. David, welcome to Detroit today. Hey, hello. Hey. How's, you, how, how's your morning going? Good. How's yours? Not bad. So uh, the, the one thing I wanted to speak on is, is uh, you know, you're, you have a growing um, tax for, uh, fatigue, mm -hmm. meaning more and more of this stuff there, you know, whether it's the, the public school restructuring, um, you know, whether it's millages for the public library systems, um, you know, they keep coming back and asking for either millages or tax increases from the, the public. And what's happening in Detroit is, is that you have a situation where all of the people who have money, the Illiches, the Maroons, the Gilberts, 
Um, they get property and land and buildings that they pay very little taxes on that actually contributes very little to the welfare of the city. But in order to have even the barest minimum functioning systems in the city, uh, we have to be asked, we have to almost get special taxes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the regular tax pool has been so diverted for their for pet projects. Sure. And, and especially when you see what what's happened with so, the queue line. So, David, the, David, we've got about a minute left. I, I, I want to ask you, does this make you for or against the transit proposal? Are you um, inclined it, to? It's, it, it, so I'm for regional transit. But it's going to make me have to look very hard at the what I'm actually voting for because right. I already pay too much taxes for what I get. Right, I David. Think, I think and, that's a great. And what they've done with public transportation great. with the queue line in the yeah. city has just been so ridiculous that. Okay, David, I'm, very, I'm running out of time. I just want to give uh, them a chance to to answer your your criticism. Thank you, though. Go David's ahead, actually absolutely right that uh, voters should look very carefully at what they're being asked to pay for. But I would give uh, I would say two things. One, that we pay actually less for public transportation per capita (laughs) than any other major metro area in the country. We pay a third of what a lot of metro regions do for public transit. So uh, that's one important thing to think of. Uh, And the other is please do look carefully at what's in this plan. Make sure you are getting your money's worth. Come out to these public meetings to share why this is what you want to see and what's worth investing for you. Okay. Matt Webb, CEO of the Regional Transit Authority. Megan Owens, Executive Director of Transportation Riders United. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. That'll do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station and community service, Wayne State University. We will see you tomorrow.